It came down to the final 10 seconds, but the Pittsburgh Steelers secure a win over the Tennessee Titans and give quarterback Will Levis his first career loss. That and all of your week nine action coming up on this episode of Locked On NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome into this Friday episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the National Football League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm David Harrison on Twitter at DHarrison82, host of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bucks, credential member of the media covering both of those teams for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. He is Tony Wiggins on Twitter at Shop Talking Wig with two G's on the end there, uh, host of Locked On Jaguars, over 10 years of experience covering Jacksonville football. Locked On NFL as a group, we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with the everydayers and everydayers. We greatly appreciate your continued dedication to the National Football League and the Lockdown Podcast Network on today's episode. We're going to predict the rest of the Week 9 NFL schedule. But, Tony, we got to start off with Thursday Night Football. Literally just ended, and Week 9 got started off with what ended up being a pretty competitive game towards the end. A four-point win for the Pittsburgh Steelers came down to almost the last place. Six seconds left uh, in the game. Quan Alexander, who, uh, side note, the first player I ever actually conducted an interview with, Quan Alexander, his rookie year, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not patting myself on the back, but I might have been one of the first media members to say he was going to be more than a special teams guy. Of course, injuries have kind of impacted his career. But, but Wig, Pittsburgh Steelers get the win. What are your overall thoughts on what you saw Thursday night? Well, first of all, I thought I was back in my childhood because I look like, it looked like I was looking at George Allen versus, like, you know, Tom Landry or something or uh, George Hallis and Mike – who was George Hallis and, and – uh, Vince Lombardi. It, it was throwback yeah. football. It was yeah. uh, off tackle, looked like a bunch of sprint draws and, uh, you know, just two old school coaches and Mike Vrabel and, and, and Mike Tomlin playing old school ball. The second thing that I left thinking out is even though Tennessee lost, they won because their quarterback looks mm-hmm. like he's better than Kenny Pickett. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's a year behind him, but he doesn't look yeah. like it. He looks like talent wise. He's a light, he's light years ahead of him. We gotta give Pittsburgh credit. You know, I know some people that get on Pittsburgh really, really bad, especially with their offensive scheme. You gotta give them credit. Mm-hmm. They're five and three. So, you know, you can say what you want to say about them. They're five and three. And and that's hard to, you know, overcome. The fact that those guys never have a losing record. They're on their way to not doing it again, yeah. even though everybody thinks they're really bad offensively. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the Prime video uh, broadcast, they talked about it, right? Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreit talked about two coaches, two teams that are really known for toughness, for their hard-nosed style of play, and for their coaches who kind of embody uh, that spirit of, of football. And, and like you mentioned, the Pittsburgh Steelers advance to 5-3. and three. The Tennessee Titans fall to 3-5. and five. Not only did Will Levis show up and, and, and have a pretty solid game, we'll talk a little bit more about him here in just a minute, Wig, but Deontay Johnson, first touchdown catch since Week 17 of the 2021 NFL season, man. Like, just just imagine, just imagine doing even what we do. Just just you're you're in a production based mm-hmm. business, right? Your your entire job is about producing, and whether it's content or touchdowns, you're all about producing. And you don't have a successful product for for over a year. Wait, can, can you put yourself in the mindset of Deontay Johnson? How good it had to have felt to get that touchdown tonight? 
Well, he's done a lot. He, he catches a lot of balls, but for a guy with his skill set to not have gotten into the end zone that long, when I heard it, I was like, what? Because it feels like he's been a better player than that. You know what I mean? It, it just yeah. feels like he's been a better player than that. But then I go back to thinking about some of the – Kenny Pickett was a rookie last year, you know? And, and then before that, with Big Ben going out, the way Big Ben went out, you know, I can look back and I can understand. Well, it's quite possible that I just missed it because I did not know that he had gone that long. But uh, I think he's a pretty good player. Sometimes he gets a bad rap. I don't think he's as good as he ever thought he was, but I don't think he's as bad as a lot of people think he is either. Yeah, I remember him coming out of college. He was a guy that I had uh, circled for the Buccaneers to draft that year that he was coming out of school. And I know for a fact that Bruce Arians actually had his eye on him as well, but Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers, scooped him up. And I think overall they're certainly happy that they did so. He finishes with that one touchdown and also 90 yards on seven catches, which, by the way, just helps my fantasy roster because he's on my mm -hmm. fantasy team. Jalen Warren finishes the game as a leading rusher, 11 carries, 88 yards, but Najee Harris, 16 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Wigless flip over to the Tennessee Titans side of things. Obviously, King Henry is always going to be a focal point. 17 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Let's rewind a little bit to the trade deadline. A lot of talk about Derrick Henry. Were you surprised that Derrick Henry is still a Tennessee Titan after Tuesday's deadline? I wasn't real surprised. And the reason why is because I think for, for Derrick Henry to have been moved, it had to be to a specific team. It had to be a specific team looking for a specific thing. And where there was no ego. So one thing, it had to be to a contender. And whenever you talk about a contender, now you turn around and you go, okay, now is it worth it bringing him in? Because if we're contending the way we already are, what's this other running back going to do? What's Tony Pollard going to do when he's playing on a franchise tag? And you move him aside and bring in Derrick Henry. So I just think it was just a very limited number of teams that would have been interested in him. And then I do believe this is a team uh, with with wearing throwback uniforms. They're they're trying to establish themselves and attach themselves back to something. And the AJ Brown trade is still just lingering over this franchise. I just think that at some point they had to make a statement and go, you know what? He's been he's meant too much to us. We're not going to trade him or let him go until it's obvious. We're, we're going to make the mistake we may have made with Steve McNair, the late great Steve McNair back to, back in the day, and moving on from him too prematurely. So. I think a little bit of the emotion of it got involved, but also the fact that there was a limited number of teams that it was going to take or that would have taken Derrick Henry that are contenders. Because once you do that, you shake your program a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I expect King Henry to stay with the Tennessee Titans. And of course, he does. Speaking of that A.J. Brown trade, uh, Jason Kelsey on the New Heights podcast, his podcast with his brother, Travis Kelsey, uh, recently thanked the Tennessee Titans for making that trade. Uh, sending A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, also connected to that trade, Traylon Burks, of course, who ended up injured in the game. Good news on the broadcast that he had movement in all the extremities and all that stuff. So we're certainly wishing him uh, a quick recovery. But let's talk about Will Levis before we get out of this first segment of today's episode. Wig, you talked about it. He looked a little bit more comfortable, probably looked a little bit more poised, maybe more confident in some of the throws that he had and the way that he was playing over a guy like Kenny Pickett. And I, and I don't want to throw shade too much shade at Kenny Pickett, but he's a young quarterback, right? So that's kind of a low bar to to clear. My question to you is, do you believe that Will Levis is a legitimate starting NFL quarterback, even if it's in the making, a legitimate NFL starting quarterback for this franchise? He he, he has the tools. And 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 the, the, the one thing you can see is the arm strength, right? And you saw that in college. The thing that you don't see about these guys is what are their nerves and what's their heart going to look like once they get out there? You can't manufacture that in any kind of way in any kind of workout setting. So tonight he did not look like 
he was afraid. So you yeah. got a guy who will stand there and, and, and will stare down the gun barrel. He has a little bit of mobility. He might move out of the pocket a little bit too quickly, but he mm-hmm. didn't look afraid. So that's a hurdle that he clears, right, that he can stand there and make big-time throws under pressure. I don't know if he'll ever be a guy that won't throw those bad picks, though. I just don't. <laughs> you know, it seems like that's just who he is and who he's going to be. Yeah. So I think he'll have to make a, an old school guy like Vrabel he'll have to make him really, really comfortable with the fact that at some point he'll know when to pull that big arm out and then he'll also know when to try to live to see another day and not throw the ball in the too many bad situations. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And that gunslinger mentality, some nights you're going to get no touchdowns and interception like he did Thursday night. And some nights you're going to get four touchdowns like he did uh, in his debut. And that's just going to kind of have to be how you deal with it. The Pittsburgh Steelers, again, five and three. They're now second place in the NFC North. Meanwhile, the, the uh, Tennessee Titans fall to three and five, last place currently in the AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars, six and two, leading that division. Wig, you are very, very familiar with them. That's how week nine got started for the NFL schedule. We've got the rest of the week nine games coming up. We're going to tell you who's going to win each of those games and why that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. That's right, man. The number one, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I suggest that you don't get too greedy and make too big of a part of these. Now, don't go out there trying to go six for six right off the bat. Make sure that you give yourself a chance to win some money. Little small victories help even when, you know, trying to get that Skrilla. So what you need to do is download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. That's right, Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and use Locked On NFL for your first deposit match up to $100. That's the promo code Locked On NFL. For a first deposit match up to $100 when you go to prizepicks.com and once again use the promo code locked on NFL. Thanks again, everybody, for making a locked on NFL your first listen or your first view today and every day. Every day is, of course, we greatly appreciate you coming through, supporting the program and the network like you do. Football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL kickoff live every Friday. Locked On is going to go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. And your host, Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis and Kyle Krabs are breaking down every game on the NFL schedule to get you ready for your team's matchup, help you set your fantasy lineups, get your betting angles and more. Plus, you get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL kickoff live every 2 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Every Locked On NFL YouTube channel, including Locked On Jags, Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bucks, and of course, Locked On NFL Wig. We've got some more exciting games coming up for week nine of the NFL season. So let's get it kicked off with uh, Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, 6.30 if you're in California. You can have... I don't know, some buffalo chicken scrambled eggs with your uh, with your football if you want to watch it on the West Coast there. Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's in Frankfurt Galaxy, the first NFL regular season game ever played in Frankfurt. Wig, uh, the Chiefs are one-and-a-half-point favorites coming off of an ugly loss to the Denver Broncos, disappointing loss to the Denver Broncos. The Miami Dolphins are 
just a, a, a track meet just in every single weekend. Who do you have coming out of Frankfurt with a win? I'm going to pick the Dolphins. And the reason why I'm going to pick the Dolphins is because of all the interviews I've heard, I've heard too much belly aching. I, I've heard two guys complain now about going to, to Germany. And anytime, David, you know our backgrounds, anytime you start a trip out, a road trip out with complaining, something's going to go wrong, right? That's just another battle that you have to work through. One thing that I'm tripping on a little bit, though, is the surface. I want to know what the playing surface is. I lived in Germany for three years, and I saw a lot of soccer games, and I've seen some football games. I want to know what the playing surface is look, looking like because these are two teams oh. that like to go fast, especially Miami, right? If that surface and if that weather, if Germany has that little mist that it always seems to have, it's like it's not raining, but if you go out and walk around for two hours, you're going to get wet anyway, right? Yeah. What does that surface look like? And and how's the weather and the, and the fog going to play into this? Because that could switch that back to Kansas City's advantage because Andy Reid, of the two teams, he's the one that if he has to run the ball because the passing game ain't working, he can do it. He can do it with a lot of success. So I just think Miami's going to just go – I think mentally they're just going to be more ready to play because too many, I, I've heard too many complaints from Kansas City. That's a good point. That's a really good observation, Wake. You know, I spent some time in Germany myself. Uh, my favorite football team to this day is the Frankfurt Galaxy. I have seen a good amount of football in my lifetime in the city of Frankfurt, Germany. So I'm really excited for this matchup. I was I was secretly hoping that this would be like that the commanders would somehow be, I think it was Patriots played overseas, that this would be like the commanders Pats game. So I could go back, uh, go back to Germany and be able to see a game there, but I don't get to see that, but I'm, I'm interested to see if they bring up any world league footage from the old days. And uh, maybe I get to see a glimpse of the Frankfurt galaxy again Kerwin on my Bell. television screen. Kerwin Bell. Is that? Yeah, I, I think Kerwin Bell quarterback. I was there. Yep, in 90, yep. he was one of them. 93. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, hey, there's some football history. for. There's a lot of people who have no idea what we're talking about right now. But <laughs> I also have the Miami Dolphins in this one. So we both are taking the underdogs uh, in this matchup. And you know what? The fact that Tyreek Hill is on my fantasy roster may or may not have a little bit to do uh, with that prediction as well. Next up, now we get to the normal scheduled time uh, games. We have the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are favored by three-way. Who do you think comes out on top of this one? This is a tough game because I think they're both struggling. Uh, I think Green Bay is going to win, though. The other team, I don't know who's going to play at quarterback. And uh, Green Bay needs a win, right? So they, they've they lost some games. But those games have been really, really close. They've just been ugly in doing it. I just think they got to – if I look at all four units, offense and defense for both teams, I think the best unit on the field is defense for the Green Bay Packers. So I'm, I'm going to say the Green Bay gets a little bounce back and wins. Yeah, I'm gonna give the edge to the Packers as well. I think the health of Aaron Jones, you know, how healthy he really is will will impact that as well. But like you said, two struggling teams both need a win. I think the Packers get it done at the end of the day. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the road to visit the Houston Texans and one year removed from winning the NFC South division, one year removed from the Houston Texans being near near the top of the draft and ending up with the top with two of the top three draft picks. The Houston Texans are three point favorites over the Buccaneers in this one. Wig, do you think that holds true or do you think the Buccaneers pull off the upset? I've been going against Tampa all year and it's been biting me because they've been playing a lot. They've been playing better than I thought. And uh, I think this game period is the better than bowl. Both of them are better than you thought they were going to be. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston. I think Houston going to have a chance to win. I still don't trust Baker Mayfield as much as uh, you'd like to. Tampa's offensive line is a lot better than I thought they were going to be. I just yep. don't see enough explosiveness. I don't see enough firepower offensively consistently. So I'm going to go with Houston. 
A lot of facts that you just dropped there, especially about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll tell you this, Baker Mayfield has missed, by my count off the top of my head, about five explosive touchdown passes in the last three weeks. So that means the plays are there. The opportunities are there. The question is, is he going to make it happen? The Houston Texans have actually been one of the better scoring defenses in the NFL, keeping opposing teams out of the end zone. But they're also one of the worst defenses against the pass. That's about what the Buccaneers offense does well. I think the Buccaneers come out with the win in Houston. Washington Commanders visiting the New England Patriots. My first trip to Gillette Stadium. The Pats are home favorites by three. Wig, I am going Commanders. I think the trades of Chase Young and Montez Sweater putting a chip on that defense's shoulder. I expect them to come out better than we've seen them in recent weeks. I think the Commanders pull off a three-point win. I think the offense is they put up some big numbers lately. Um but Sam Howell seems to remember that uh, they had a first round pick from Penn State playing opposite Scary Terry last week. He seemed to he seemed to find his other guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So they're opening up the offense a little bit. He seems like things are coming. So here's the deal. They've been giving up a lot of points with those two defensive ends. Right. So maybe now by saying, OK, we're not so good across the board. We're going to lean on Darren Payne. We're going to lean on Jonathan Allen a little bit more since we're already giving up 30 points a game. Anyway, we might as well get some draft picks for those dudes and just depend on our offense. So I think I'm going to give Washington the advantage and I don't trust Mac Young, uh, Mac Jones. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. That is a hard one. A uh, pretty big spread coming up here. New Orleans Saints at home, eight and a half point favorites over the Chicago bears. Wig, I'm going Saints on this one. Where, which way are you going on this one? I'm going Saints, too. The Bears are terrible, man. So, <laughs> speaking of Montez Sweat, but the Bears are horrible. I, I'm going to go with the Saints, uh, even though I want to see if this is going to become a story. Derek Carr is yelling at people too much to not be as good enough. He ain't good enough to be yelling and hollering at people like that. And I, I wonder if someone – I see a lot of players, when he's talking to them, they're giving them, he's giving them the side eye. I wonder if at some point mm-hmm. that becomes get out of my face. Hey, I'll tell you right now, Michael Thomas is that that guy. Like, don't come in, Michael Thomas, if you're not handling your own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montez Sweat, look, I like Montez. I, I respect the dude. I uh, wish him all the success in the world with the Chicago Bears, but I really want to cover a, a really high second-round pick that they're giving the Washington Commanders during draft season. So I hope Montez has a good game, but I hope the Saints get the win at the end of the day. Speaking of hoping a team gets a win because of one dude, the Atlanta Falcons are starting Taylor Heineke, my guy, don't think he's a great NFL quarterback, but he's a great human being, and I'm so excited to see him get another start wig. Three-and-a-half-point favorites at home over the Minnesota Vikings. Does the Heineke Hive get to buzz again, or do the Vikings squash the, the return of Taylor Heineke? I think I think he's going to get it done, and the reason why is because he is he's like the Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. It's like, you know, <laughs> if you need a spark, just add water, put in Heineke, and Fitzpatrick was that guy. Now, long-term, no, but for a spark, He's sort of like Gardner Minshew. That's what he'll do. And I think you might see those guys running routes a little bit differently, too, because they have more confidence. Sometimes quarterback changes like this is because the coach sees that the guys ain't believing in the quarterback that they have in their plan. That's true. That's true. I had a good friend of mine who was a Falcons fan say, man, it was weird. Taylor Heineke came in the game and all the energy just seemed to pick up. He's not he's not physically better than Desmond Ritter, but the energy level just seemed to pick up. I said, welcome to the last two years of my life covering Washington with Taylor Heineke as the quarterback. So that'll be the game we wrap up this segment with. We got more game predictions coming up next here on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A little personal news here, man. I'm going to tell you something. I've been dealing with something lately. I lost a family member. And one of the things that has really helped my family is 
the use of DoorDash, not even by me, but by other people. DoorDash has always been dependable for this last week. This has really, really been something that has helped our family. So DoorDash is absolutely outstanding. Using some of the local favorites, I moved into a new house and these people don't deliver to my neighborhood. DoorDash does, right? So go to DoorDash, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23, that's LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3, the numbers. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order at DoorDash. Download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23, DoorDash. Use all of your favorite restaurants, not just the chain, but that little pizzeria down the street, DoorDash will deliver. So make sure you use LOCKED23 as your promo code for $10 uh, a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on NFL, Tony Wiggins and David Harrison. Tony, I, I saw what you put on Twitter, uh, so I am very, very sorry. And my condolences to you, obviously, for the loss of your your family member. Um, I, I actually recently went through a similar situation myself. So, you know, I'm, w- I'm with you here and I'm with you in spirit uh, there as well. So I appreciate Thank you. you. Um, as always, getting back to the week nine games, Arizona Cardinals visiting the Cleveland Browns, eight and a half point favorites. The Cleveland Browns are in this matchup. Do you think do you think that's a, a good spread, Tony? Do you think that the uh, the Cardinals can pull off another upset here? The Cardinals have played so hard, man. You want to pull for them and you want to root for them because I, I, we've been there. I was a jack. I've been a, I've covered the team for a long time. Yeah. And. and I've had a lot of seasons like the one that they're having right now. And fans really appreciate when the team goes out and gives it everything they got. That's good for their future. Not this week. I think Cleveland covers. I think their defense is too good. And uh, they're going to cover that spread very, very easily. Yeah, that Cleveland defense, I think, is the trick right there. Uh, Seattle Seahawks looking to uh, control the NFC West and take advantage of the 49ers slippage. Visiting the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are five and a half point favorites. Wig, who do you got in that one? Baltimore, because I think Baltimore is going to look at Geno and them go, oh, you want to play Baltimore ball? Because that looks like what they're doing, right? Well, you want to play like us? Well, let's show you what the real version of us looks like instead of the, the, the knockoff version. So I think Baltimore wins the battle of the teams that play like Baltimore. That's that's a really good point. That's a really good point. I got Baltimore taking that one as well. The Carolina Panthers got their first win. Bryce Young got his first career win last week. They're two and a half point home underdogs hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Wig, do, 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 the Panth- do the Panthers get to stack a couple of wins or do the Indianapolis Colts come into Charlotte and uh, ruin their good time? I think they have the tools to do it. The reason why is they have the momentum from last week and you did not want to lose that game last week to C.J. Stroud if you're, you know, the Carolina Panthers. But the ingredient is you got to be able to knock Gardner Minshew off his square. And that that's kind of easy to do when you know where he's going to be. So, with Brian Burns and that crew, they can get to him. I'm going to say, yeah, Carolina's going to win two in a row. Okay, okay. I think this is going to be our first disagreement. I'm going Colts here. Uh, I just, I, just, I got to see it a little bit more consistently from the Carolina Panthers before I start to truly believe, but certainly building off some momentum from last week, like you said. Uh, arguably one of the best matchups of the weekend, NFC East Division rivalry, Dallas Cowboys visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I mean, look, Philadelphia Eagles haven't looked unbeatable. The Dallas Cowboys have looked uh, quite honestly better than I expected them to be. Uh, the Eagles are three point favorites. Home team always gets a field goal. So that's basically a push. Wig, do you, who do you who do you have coming out of this one? 
I think Dallas going to win, man. And I think it's going to just create turmoil. I don't think they're a better team than Philly, but you're right. Mm-hmm. I saw the team that you cover in Washington play Philly t- tough two times yeah. in a row. And some of the things that Washington did in those two games, Dallas seems to do very, very well. So um, I think the Cowboys are going to probably win this game, but it's not going to send shockwaves through, throughout the league or anything. Philly's still good. It's just that Dallas is going to play better Sunday. I also have Dallas winning this one. I just think Philadelphia, they're, 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 not, they're not clicked in yet. They're not clicked mm-hmm. in. I think they'll get clicked in at some point in time, but right now they're very vulnerable. I think the Cowboys can come away with a win there. Sticking with the NFC East, the New York Giants are uh, one-and-a-half-point favorites visiting the shaken-up Las Vegas Raiders. Aiden O'Connell getting the start. Uh, Antonio Pierce, lifelong Raider, uh, getting getting the the his first head coaching opportunity against his former team, the New York Giants, where he won a Super Bowl. Wig, what's going to happen when these two teams play? As fired up as Antonio is, and 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 as fired up as those players might be, that McDaniel's out of there, that's not going to be enough. I think the Giants' defense, when they lock in, are really really good, and yeah. I don't trust the Raiders' offensive line, and I think that's going to be the difference. So I'm going with the Giants. Yeah, I mean, look, the Giants' strength is their defense, like you just said, and the Raiders are starting Aiden O'Connell. I mean, you know, you, you love all the chip on the shoulders and all those things, but that's that's the part of this matchup you got to focus on. I got the Giants uh, as an underdog win there as well. Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, um, two teams. Like, the Bengals started off kind of weak, and then they got better. The Buffalo Bills, uh, I mean, they, they did fall to the New York Jets, but they had some good early games, and then they've kind of fallen off. Uh, the Bengals are one-and-a-half-point favorites, so the oddsmakers don't really know what's going to happen here. Wig, what do you think is going to happen here? Something always happens. You know, we had the tragedy that happened, of course, but then there's something mm-hmm. weird that always happens when – Throw these two teams in in Kansas City and, and pull two teams out and put, put them in a game and something weird is going to happen. Cincinnati's yeah. hot, man. Cincinnati's hot, and I think the Bills are still trying to find their way. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going Bengals, too, for for the exact same reasons you just did. It reminds me of the Cowboys-Eagles. Like, one team is doing better than than they were, and one team is just not in, in sync yet. And I think we have a similar type of situation here. Chargers at Jets, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road for the Los Angeles Chargers. Monday Night Football, how does the week end? The Jets going to win, and we're going to finally get the, – they're going to finally fire that that coach out with the Chargers. The Chargers lose more games than they're supposed to win than anybody. What's going to be the difference this week? I think the Jets are going to win and still hold out hope that at some point Aaron Rodgers is going to walk back through that door ready to go. You know what? I mean, I thought I was going to actually have a hot take here. I like Robert Sala and the Jets to take this one as well. I think they're scrappy. I think they're they're fighting for each other. They don't care if everybody else has counted them out. They're kind of taking the Geno Smith route. Uh, with that one. So, yeah, I think we're going to wrap up the week with an under underdog win by the New York Jets. And I don't know about the coach getting fired, but I mean, you, you made a good point, man. The Chargers just they they just can't get right, man. Like like when their defense is on point, we say they need a quarterback. Now they got a quarterback. But now their defense ain't on point. So whatever the Chargers have going on, it's not working. And I don't think it's going to work Monday the night. Jets, the Jets are kind of turned into the last year's Detroit Lions. They're just going to fight and fight and bite kneecaps. And that that's what they are. They've turned into that kind of team. Yeah. And uh, I just think against a team that always seems to underachieve, oh, scrappy team like that is the worst thing they want to see getting out of the car. So I think uh, the Jets win. Mm-hmm. I like that comp. I never really put that together, but I like that comp. Last year's Lions, I think that's a really good comparison for this year's New York Jets. So coming up on Monday, Kevin Ostriker, Locked On Ravens, will be back to tell you what actually happened on Sunday, and then he'll do one last look at Monday night. He usually has some NFL channel hosts 
uh, coming through for his show as well. So make sure you come through for all of that. Of course, as a group, Locked On NFL is here with you every single day. So every day, we appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you got those notifications on. As always, thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. And every day, again, we greatly appreciate you. For Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars and David Harrison of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Bucks, we'll see you next Friday for another episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.